Welcome, friends. You are listening to the podcast for First Christian Church in Fort Myers, Florida. To learn more, join us online at fccfm.org. It is a blessing to be able to share God's Word with you today. Thanks for joining us. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 39 says this. That day when evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall, a storm came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. His disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, teacher, don't you care if we drown? Jesus got up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. The 107th Psalm, verses 29 and 30 says, He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm and he guided them to their desired haven. It was April 26, 1991. Tulsa meteorologist Jim Giles broke into our evening television program around 9.40 p.m. You see, a brand new radar technology had been set up just the day before, and it warned that a massive tornado was forming a mile west of our farm in Oolaga, Oklahoma. I was in eighth grade. My dad jumped up from his chair in the living room after seeing the breaking news and he tried to collect all of our family together, my older sister, myself, my two little brothers, my mom, and head us toward the center of the house and into the master bedroom and ultimately the master bathroom for shelter. And it felt so chaotic and so rushed that as we all finally made it into the bathroom, we looked up, we looked around, and All of us are accounted for, except my mom. My dad said, where's your mother? We just looked at him like she was with us just a moment ago. And he said, where's your mother? And then then he said, you guys stay here. And and he walked out and he started yelling for her. Vicki, where are you, Vicki? And he went outside, out the front door. And my mom was standing on the corner of our front lawn, hands lifted to the skies, praying for God to protect us from the coming tornado. Whether it was God answering that prayer or simply what happened with the tornado, the the funnel itself did not set down on the ground until it was on the other side of our farm. It was an EF4. The funnel was a quarter mile wide and it was on the ground from 945 to 9.53, and in that short period of time, it traveled four miles doing massive damage. As we were picking up the next day and and driving around our community, we discovered that most of our town had been destroyed. I saw things that day that I still remember vividly. There was a, a home on a couple of acres, and the entire home had been picked up from its foundation and moved about 100 yards over and then dropped to the ground. 
and it almost looked like it was where it was built, except further review, you'd see the, the crumpled walls down by the ground. They found school buses over a mile from our high school. It was utter and complete disaster, like nothing I had ever seen before. Indeed, it was one of the most significant and traumatic moments of my childhood, etched in my memory forever. You know, this past week was, was similar, but of course on a much greater scale. Together this past week, we have endured one of the most significant and potentially traumatic events of our lifetimes, <laughs> as if we needed another one of those. It feels like we have been through the ringer these past few years, and now we have this. We have this trauma. We have this experience. We have this devastation. We have this storm that we have just lived through. And even in that, we grieve those who did not. We know that as much as we've been through this week, we still have a huge journey in front of us, and we still have the storm winds blowing and the waves raging. And the question that, that I want to answer, or I want to address, is how does God still the storms for us today? Because when we opened, we, we read the story of Jesus calming the storms for his disciples. And we saw that psalm that says God stills the storm to a whisper and, and hushes the, the waves of the sea and that God's people can be glad when it grows calm and that he desires us to, he guides us to our desired haven. So what does God use today to still the storms in our life and and how can that make a difference for us based on what we've just been through and what we'll be going through? Well, I want to share with you four words. And they're memorable. And you can probably figure them out when I say they all start with F. But four words that God can use to still this storm in your life and really any other storm you have to live through. And the first, I believe, is the most important. The first word that God uses to still the storms in our lives is faith. Faith. We have faith in a God who is good. We have a faith in a God who cares for us. We have faith in a God who is extremely kind to us. We also understand that God doesn't promise to make our lives easy. God doesn't promise to make our lives comfortable, and God does not promise to deliver us from many of the tragedies and traumas we experience in the here and now. But what he does promise is to walk with us through the valley in the 23rd Psalm. He says, even though, the psalmist said, even though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. And we're in the valley of the shadow of death at this moment in our church and in our community, and God is with us. So we trust our faith in the goodness of God and the kindness of God and the presence of God. But sometimes moments like this will actually shake our faith. 
They can actually challenge our faith. And for those of you who are struggling, as, as you look around at the destruction and the chaos and the catastrophe around us, and so I'm really struggling with my faith in this moment. There's a passage of scripture in John chapter 6. And Jesus, he's, he, he, up until John chapter 6, Jesus was a rock star. And sometimes we think that his entire three-year ministry, he was uh, just surrounded by hordes and hordes of, of thousands and tens of thousands of people. But that was only actually about the, the first year or year and a half of his ministry that he, was, he had that rock star status where crowds would come. And in John chapter 6, he was surrounded by thousands upon thousands of people. And he preached a sermon that people didn't like. And they started realizing that he wasn't just there to, to give them food and multiply the bread and the loaves. And they started realizing Jesus was going to call them to something difficult. And so Jesus preaches the sermon and, and, and the majority, the, the vast crowds, essentially look at Jesus and say, no, that's not what we're signing up for. And they abandon him. The thousands abandon him. And toward the end of John chapter 6, we find Jesus with only his disciples and, and everyone else has left him. And, and we know it was discouraging for Jesus because he looks at his disciples and he says, everybody's left. Are you guys going to leave too? And the disciples said to Jesus, to whom shall we go? Only you have the words of eternal life. And even as we struggle in this moment, perhaps even with our faith, those words ring true to me. Where else would I go? Only Jesus has the words of eternal life. So the four words, all starting with F, God can use to still the storm. The first is faith. The second is family. I got to tell you, in these moments this last week, being with my family has just been what I needed. In fact, uh, about a month ago, two months ago, uh, my oldest son, who's a senior in college out in Arizona, he called and he said, you know, I think I'm going to come home this fall semester. I only have three classes left. I, I can do those classes online. I can come home. I can work full time and, and uh, I can get ready for graduation. Is it okay if I come home and live with the family this fall and maybe into the spring? And we said, absolutely, come home. And, and so he's been out in Arizona for the last several years, but he moved home. And I think that was a God thing. I mean, having him here to experience this with us, not only did, did he get to go through it with us, not have to worry about us from Arizona, but to see us, to be with us, but he's offered so much comfort to us and to his younger siblings. Like him being here has been so crucial for the emotional and mental health of our family this past week, and I know in the days and weeks to come. Family's everything. And uh, we need, God has given us our families and sometimes our families don't get along, and, and, uh, and sometimes our families um, are dysfunctional. But our families are opportunities to connect with each other and to grow together. And I would just say in this moment, maybe this causes us to say, hey, I'm, I'm at odds with some of my family, and, and I need to get this right. I need to correct this. I need to improve this. But when you're going through the storm, having family you can depend on, family you love, family you care for, it's absolutely crucial. 
So we need faith. God uses faith to still the storms in our lives. God uses family to still the storms in our lives. And, and uh, the third F is friends. Friends are so important. You know, um, we, were, uh, we were preparing our house for the hurricane, and, and uh, we were so worried that the, the flood waters were going to come over uh, into our home, and, and, uh, and we, were, we had our house ready, and we were going to stay home alone, and we started having friends reach out to us and say, hey, don't stay there. Come, come, and, come and be with us for the next few days. And, and so at the last minute, we decided, you know what, with the risk of the flood and just never living through a hurricane before, we don't want to do this alone. And so we traveled inland about four miles to the home of some dear friends of ours. And we spent a couple of days living with them. And, and throughout the hurricane even, we were able to be together. And, and I think so much anxiety was re- reduced just by being with friends and that we could sit around the table and we could play games and we could joke. Even as the, the storm was raging, even we were wa- watching out the back window as stuff is peeling off of the home. But in those moments, the fear for us wasn't there because we were with friends. And I know it would have been so different if we were all alone. Never underestimate the power of your friends, your network, your community. How God can use them to still the storm in your life. You know, immediately after the hurricane, we were out the next morning with friends and we were cleaning yards and we were picking up limbs and we were, we were collecting shingles that had blown off the house and, and throwing them away. And, and it was just such a, 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 so much better of an experience to not have to do that alone, but to do that with our friends and our neighbors. And I would just say to you who are friends, you know, this is a, such a great opportunity to be good friends to your neighbors, to go out to serve and, and not only to take care of your own home and, and your own needs, but then your neighbor's needs and just kind of move beyond that. You know, there's this passage in, uh, in Acts chapter 1, uh, verse 8, where Jesus says, you're going to be my witnesses first in Jerusalem, then in Judea and Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. And I think we can take that very verse and we can say, first thing I know I need to do is take care of my own home, secure my own home. But then I need to go beyond my own home to the surrounding areas, and for you, perhaps that's your neighborhood. And then we go beyond even that out into our community and out into our world, and we leverage the power of our friendships to love people well. And so four Fs, God uses still the storm. There's faith, there's family, there's friends. And then the fourth is FCC. And of course, that's for our church, First Christian Church, and uh, for those of you who are part of a church family, uh, whatever your church is, you can insert that name. But for us at First Christian Church, the most beautiful thing, one of the most beautiful things about our, our church is at FCC, we have that faith that God uses to, to still the storm. And we have that family that God uses to still the storm. And we have those friends that God uses to still the storm. I'm so thankful that I have this church family to be a part of because I know as, as, as we work together, as we grow together, as we endure this difficult, stormy season together, that God's just going to use all of that to get us through it. And I'm confident of that. I'm confident that the God who stilled the storm for the disciples in Mark chapter 4, still 
is calming the storms in our life. And so here's what I know. No matter what we face, no matter what's in front of us, God will get us through this. God, I'm so thankful that we can put our faith in you, in your goodness, in your kindness, in your mercy, in your grace. Not that you would deliver us from every pain and every trauma, but that you walk through it with us. God, even as perhaps we struggle with our faith in a moment like this, that we would come to the same resolve as the disciples, to whom shall we go? Only you have the words of eternal life. And we know that in your love and your kindness, you are using everything at your disposal to draw us to you so that we can be together forever. God, I pray for all those who are suffering in our community, those who have lost friends and lives and loved ones and homes and cars and so many things. God, the, the devastation around us is indescribable. God, I believe you're a God of redemption and a God of restoration, and I, and I believe and know that you will take bad things and make them better and that you will take broken things and make them better than they ever were before. And so I pray that you would do that in our lives, in our families, in our homes, in our church, in our churches throughout this community and in this community that you would take all of this destruction and you would do something incredible in it to grow your people. In Jesus' name, amen. We pray this message has been a blessing to you. If we can pray for you or encourage you in any capacity, please let us know at FCCFM.org.